You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Visit Hellsberg.com for safe and easy ways to shop this holiday, like free shipping and returns, virtual shopping appointments, or buy online and pick up in-store. And right now, get a free Microsoft Surface Go 2 with the purchase of $1,499 or more. You gift, you get. Limited time offer while supplies last. See online or in-store for details. Hey, welcome into the Prophets Preach Care Preach Podcast with Rashad. Uh, we got a guest with y'all today. Uh, Kevin Khalil, man, what's good? Man, what's going on, man? It's good to be back in this podcast game. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a long while, but, but you know, you know, everything is everything, is everything, man. How y'all boys doing? I'm good, man. I know y'all boys out on vacation right now living it up. Man, tell me what's going on y'all way. Hey go, <laughs> hey, go ahead and tell me your story. <laughs> Man, okay, so I was supposed to catch a flight from Raleigh. I'll keep this quick because I know we got things to do. Uh, catch a flight from Raleigh to Atlanta and then from Atlanta to Texas. And um, my flight from Raleigh got delayed because of brake fluid issues. I've never had a plane get delayed for brake break, blah, 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 break fluid issues. But anyways, uh, got delayed by a whole hour and some change to the point where they ended up taking me off of my original flight, and um, I think uh, I think we had a connection issue. Uh, oh. All right, yeah, so we back. So, uh, like I said, this is this is a uh, preach care preach with Rashad podcast. The prophets here with Kevin Kaler. He's uh, in the middle of telling his story. What happened today? As uh, we both traveled to Dallas, uh, so I'm gonna let him go reset it right quick. Yeah, basically, I had to catch a flight from. Um, Catch a flight from Raleigh to Texas with a layover in Atlanta. Um, my flight from Raleigh to Atlanta got kicked off. I mean, kicked off. Got uh, delayed by almost an hour and a half. Uh, brake fluid issues. Hour, hour and a half, something like that. To the point where they, they ended up, I ended up missing my connection flight. And they put me on a flight for three hours later. And so I'm sitting here and I'm, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm mad and nobody wants to help me and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I ended up getting put on a flight that kind of leaves an hour earlier, so I got here uh, two hours later than I was supposed to instead of three, um, and as soon as we landed, I caught the most monster of headaches that I've ever had in my life, and it was all throbbing in one area. It, the headache was so bad, I was feeling it in my teeth. Like, I cannot explain. <laughs> how, <laughs> I cannot explain. How, yeah, it was terrible. Behind my right eye, I kid you not, like, I've been struggling ever since, took like a thousand milligrams worth of pain reliever and, I, and it still hurts so um and then we just ran to the gas station Whew. but but it doesn't matter because we're here hey, we're live we're here. let's get it right let's get it pop shout out to 12 hour sports radio <laughs> man, man. Crazy. shout out to 12 sports radio for giving us this opportunity man uh you know we're not gonna keep it too long we can go right into it we got an hour plan for you so um 
you know, Rashad, you said you had a you had a rant that you wanted to get off your chest. So I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna give you the floor. And let you go, man. So everybody knows the Bucks played the Clippers the other night, and like everybody is on these sports talk shows going crazy about oh this Kawhi load management thing. It's just like yo, y'all shut up about load management. Like nobody cares about a November game when. The Clippers brought this dude in to win championships. Like they're trying to create something way bigger than oh he played eighty two games. Oh he played on a Wednesday night. Like it's ridiculous. Like there's no reason his load management should be this big of a concern. As long as they win a championship in June, as long as he hangs one banner for the Clippers, his job is done. Like this load management thing has gotten way out of hand. Everybody wants to keep talking about. Oh, all these guys need to play 82 games. You're paid for 82 games. Well, nobody's saying anything about, oh, Steph Curry just got hurt. He's going to miss three months. It ain't low management, but he's not playing. So, are well, we going to dock his pay because he's not playing? Or, you know, when other guys get hurt, you still your money's guaranteed. That's part of the game. Whether you play 65, whether you play five, they have guaranteed contracts for a reason. So, this whole Kawhi low management thing, it's just, it's ridiculous, like, the dude probably has terrible tendonitis. Nobody can judge how his body feels, how his knee feels. He he played the longest than anybody else that's currently playing right now because Kevin Durant didn't play in the finals. Steph Curry's hurt, Clay's hurt, Draymond's hurt. So like everybody who was in the finals outside of Kawhi, who was playing heavy heavy minutes, they're all sitting out as well, or they're already injured. So why is this Kawhi thing such a big deal? If he plays 62, 65 games. That's fine. As long as his team gets to the playoffs, he gets there healthy. The the TV deals, they make all their money off of playoff games, not just these regular season games. I mean, let this dude rest his body so when the ratings really do matter for the playoffs, he can do his thing and he can be finals MVP again. He can horse the trophy up for the Clippers and create something bigger for them than just, oh, they're the, the B team in L.A. Like, people just going crazy with this lower management stuff, man. So what do you so uh, question? What do you what do you think is like? How do you feel to those to those people who are like, well, you know, fans come to see Kawhi play, not to see Kawhi sit, kind of thing. You spend all this money. You got parents who are like, oh, this was my child's birthday gift to come see. You know, they said this about LeBron. Um, go see whoever play, and now you know I come to the game, and I, you don't find out till game time. All of a sudden, he's not playing. Like uh, you had no sympathy for those people whatsoever. You think the league should do something with refunds and vouchers? Or you think maybe the league should just shorten the game so that players don't have to do that? Well, for the families that pay for that kind of stuff, I don't feel sympathy for them because you know this is the kind of player who possibly could or could not play. Um, so when you look at it that way, but you got to know that going in. Well, this guy's known to sit sit out games or whatever. So you're going to go to the game just for the experience and maybe get you a T-shirt, get your autograph, go for the experience and maybe see that player you know, if it's a Western Conference team, you'll probably see that guy on the next stretch of games because they mostly play you three or four times. So you can always see this guy next year or on the second home game or road game, whatever, something like that. But you have to know going in, like, this guy may or may not play. He's not Giannis who's going to play every game. I mean, nobody's complaining about Joel Embiid. He on lower management. He played to see him too. That's very nobody's true. Nobody's saying thing about that. Very it true. Just, it's because Kawhi's they're trying to – well, he is the next star. Like, he, you know he's with New Balance, all that kind of stuff. Kawhi's the, the best player in the league right now. Well, I, I really think it's KD, but he's not playing right now. So, 
Uh, Kawhi's best player in the game right now, and everybody just has to pick a target. LeBron's in year 17. They only can beat him up for so long, so you got to start picking on Kawhi now. But the thing about Kawhi, he won't give a reaction. He's not going to give you any tweets or Instagram headlines. He's going to just play ball, and he don't care if people criticize him. Yeah, he'll give you memes. That's for sure. Hey, fun, fun guy. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. What it do? What it do, baby? Hey, got copyrights. You know we ain't got that no more. Hey. Oh, Kawado, man, it's my guy, man. Like he was just want to kill him for no reason. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good topic to talk about. It's just like you know, I would rather them load manage on home games because you got so many. You know, like you play forty one home games, so. And being in Clippers, you play what 40, 43, yeah, 44 yeah. home. I mean, it is, but you you got so many home games. I would rather you do that. You know what I'm saying? Because you remember last year, I mean, you went to to see Kyle, Kawhi and the Raptors last year versus the Hawks, and you know we were thinking, oh Kawhi go show hey, up. Hey, it, it was crazy. They're doing the start lineups. We're like, what Kawhi? <laughs> <laughs> and we we. Hey, we didn't get no updates, nothing about it either. So you know that at least at least he's telling you, you know, this time. I feel like players, if they're gonna, I feel like. The load management is fine, but I feel like if players are going to do that, they should be required to do something extra in media, whether it's, you know, doing autographs. Like, there should they should have to have a time set aside to do that. Just like players have to have time set aside for, like, their post-game interviews and stuff, the media stuff. They should, like, okay, you didn't play tonight. That means you're going to spend extra time doing blank, whatever it is, and, and, make, and make it be something for the fans who missed out on seeing them play. I think that that's a fair way to do it personally. It's a lot that goes into it because, like, think about even let's, let's go like a different area for us, like the uh, DeAndre Ayton or John Collins, like got me suspended. Players, there are you know players like that. There yeah. are fans who bought those guys jerseys, want to see those guys play, but they're suspended for you know drug violations, you know, so stuff like that. You know, that plays into the account too. Maybe it's somebody who went to college with this dude or they want to see him play, but now he's suspended for twenty five games. Nobody's gonna criticize that. Kawhi's just the easy target. Like, nobody's criticizing. You know, like I said earlier, Joel and B or stuff like that. I mean, I know when LeBron sat out a couple of games back in, you know, a few years ago, they were trying to kill him. But like, man, LeBron been giving y'all ratings, headlines, jersey sales, shoe sales. Like, this dude been providing everything for the league. Y'all want to get mad at him because he sat out two or three games? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, he, the, the media feels so entitled. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It's Greg Popovich's fault. <laughs> really. He started it off. <laughs> With Kawhi on his team. All right, so let's uh. Nobody cared about the Spurs though, you know. For us, like, <laughs> that's definitely that's true. All right, let's move on to college basketball, man. So it just started Tuesday. We had the what college? What's called college classic, college yeah, something champions for. classic, whatever. The, you know, Michigan State, North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky. They played every uh, played every year, and this is the first time they've been one, two, three, and four, I believe. So you know, that's that's first of all, that's very unique, very rare. If these are the top four teams, it was good to see it. You know, for first game of the season. Um, you know, watching those games and watching everything that happened, watching all these freshmen, Cole Anthony in North Carolina, uh, Wiseman out there in Memphis, you know, it was these freshmen, man, it, off the bat, they're they already dominant. Wiseman had had over like twenty something points, eleven rebounds, three blocks, shooting like seventy five percent from the field. Cole Anthony, a point guard, eleven rebounds, uh <laughs> thirty four points. This is you know, this is these are these are Freshman and Maxi from Kentucky coming off the bench, scoring 26 in the win over Michigan State. It's just it's just exciting to see. Um, and it, this this is only beginning. Like you have guys like in Louisville, and you got Maryland coming up. Villanova got two freshmen who's supposed to be one and done. 
uh, Gonzaga, you know, they are, Mark Few teams always going to be there. You have a Utah State team that's ranked. It's going. It's going to be. It's going to be like. It's going to be a great season. Um, to Kevin's point, it's definitely interesting because you know when you look at things like the NFL and you see these rookies come in, and um, they they come in, they can step in. You're like, well, there's really good coaching, but it's it's you don't really. It's, it's crazy to go straight from high school where you're the biggest, fastest, best player on the court to college where everybody at one point was the biggest, fastest, best player. And you're still a kid. Like, you're only 17, 18 years old. You're not 21 as a man. You're still a kid. And you can just come in here and make big-time plays and uh, clutch shots. And in your first game, these are, these are the, this is the first, like, game for all these freshmen on big-time stages. National TV and all that. Like, it's it's nuts. It's crazy. I wish I was that good as a freshman. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, I think, I think the way college basketball is set up now, of course, like, all the one it does. Because you think about maybe, like, 15 years ago, you had more guys staying, like, two or three years. So, I think with more the one and done system in place, it kind of makes it easier for, you know, that, that, that hot freshman to come in and be the best player in college basketball because, you know, few years ago that the best player in college basketball would have been JJ Reddick who was a four year starter. It would have been Tyler Asbro, but now, you know, you got these guys coming into Duke and coming into UNC, you know, top five players in the country. They come in, step into it. It's their team from the jump. They play their thirty plus games and they're out. So I think just the way the system is set up, it makes it easier for these guys to, to thrive on the court and be the best player around the bat versus being a consistent two, three, four year starter. Yeah, so we had technical difficulties. Uh, we we are back though. We uh talking about the college basketball and, and its potential for all these freshmen who are coming out of nowhere. Maxi and Cole Anthony Wiseman, and and the list goes on. You still you got you got guys from Louisville who's I think junior that uh what's his name um his name is uh what's his name Jordan Jordan Nawara. I think he had like twenty some thirty point points against Miami. It it's a, it's just a lot of good talent, a lot of spread out. You know, uh if you, if you had to pick somebody who you think should you know, you know, has that you had no reason not to win a championship. What team are y'all looking at? Kentucky. Yep, I'm, I'm right there with you. You got all the talent. You brought everybody back. I mean, you lost, you lost your two scores, but as you see, game one with Maxi, you ain't lose nothing. <laughs> so you know, so you, you got you got guys. So um, Kentucky on that list. Uh, if Cole Anthony plays like that, and you have Christian Neeling, who's a grad transfer from Charleston Southern, he also from Augusta, Georgia. So shout out to him. Uh, and you got what well, Bacot, uh, top yeah, twenty, top twenty uh, player in his class, and you got Roy Williams. I mean, one of the best coaches of all time. So no excuse. So no excuse. Roy, North Carolina, I think on that list. Kentucky's on that list. Um, to be honest, I don't think Duke's on that list. I, I for what I saw, I, I'm not, I'm not impressed. I mean, yes, it's only one game. You got a long season to go. But I didn't see nothing special. This is not the Zion and RJ Barrett of the world. Um, you know, so we'll see. We'll see about them. Uh, Michigan State when they get when they get their uh, one of their best players back, Langford. I think he's still out with a foot injury. When he comes back, I think they had no excuse. When you have one of the best, the best players in the world, uh, and Winston, Cassius Winston. But you know, we'll see. I, feel- no, I think I think I think Michigan State missed their chance last year. Like that was like when they beat Duke last year was their chance. But I think this year with, with there not being any dominant team, to me this year is Kentucky or bust. I'd actually, I'd have to agree, um, and you know we always you know we all people all we always including myself we harp on Calipari you know you don't have enough championships for the talent you're bringing in, blah blah blah. But um, yeah, just like you said, there is this isn't one of them years where R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson both went to Duke 
and and uh, what's 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 his name, Cam Reddish, both went to Duke, and it's like they're the clear cut favorite. Like, you know that 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 one, all both of those games were close, the one, two, three, four, because they're all very evenly matched, and you got other good teams out there. Um, but I think that what we're seeing now in college basketball is that you don't, you know, everybody just looks at who's brought in what recruits. Like, it's it's the mixture of recruits and transfers. The yeah. transfers are becoming such a big part of college basketball now. Definitely. Like, it, it's, it's kind of insane. And then on top of that, how long do we give Kansas a pass? How long do we give Bill Self a pass for anything? Like, I, I, when's, when's the last time he won something for one? And when's the last time he wasn't top five to start the season for another? Yeah. Like, wh- like you didn't win with Andrew Wiggins and Embiid. I mean, I know Embiid has injury issues. Um, but you didn't win with your Robinson twins. You didn't win with. Yeah, he didn't win. He didn't win since Mario Chalmers. Since I mean, Mario Chalmers. I mean, lucky because Derrick Rose didn't foul. Let's be real. Like, <laughs> you like why? Why is it that like we continue to just assume that Bill Self is like? Oh, it's gonna be Kansas because Bill Self and they got good players. Like, I don't. I don't believe in Kansas ever for nothing anymore. I just don't. And like, I feel like, yeah, we harp on Cal Perry. And we harp on, you know, we give a lot of coaches praise when they don't really need it, and we give a lot of them, you know, blame when they don't need it. But, like, I don't feel like we're, we're, we're hard enough on Bill Self, personally. And um, it just kind of bothers me just a little bit, you know. But, I, I mean, I ain't going to get too much into it. <laughs> I mean, no, you, you're right, because the Big 12, when did we say, oh, the Big 12 won the best conferences? I mean, Texas Tech had a good year last year, but you got a – a lottery pick in Culver, and you had a grad transfer, which is like you said, become the cheating way now of the, of the league, the at center in Owens. So you had players like that. Kansas, outside of Kansas, I mean, you get your, your occasionally your Kansas State be the eight and nine seeds, and Oklahoma State always there, but they're not. You know, it's not like you're playing North Carolina and and Duke, and you got Kentucky, Florida, or you know Louisville in that mix in ACC. So, you know, it, it's just it's you're right about yourself. It, it's it's time we look at him. Uh, you know, preseason rank number three again, and his team is pretty old. So it's not like he got you know elite freshmen over there, but he he got a pretty you know I was a bookie fan been there since like two thousand six. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah, man, I swear they also they got people to be there for six seven years, man. Ain't no ain't no way. Carrie Ellis was there. Carrie Ellis was there. Pretty stories in high school. Like, come on, man. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And and honestly, winning the Big Twelve. Or having to share the title. What was the what was their thing? Twenty something years. Like fifteen. Like fifteen. Fifteen. Years. Something it's not impressive. Years, huh? The Big 12 was deep. I remember one year, the year that Marcus Smart and LeBron Nash were on Oklahoma State, <laughs> the Big 12 was deep. Other than that, Big 12 is, is, is you got you know, I mean, two, three, four good teams, you know, the top heavy like everybody else, and you beat up on the bottom. And I just don't feel like – I just don't feel like Bill Self – I feel like he's a little overrated personally. I'm not a big Kansas fan, but I will be Dallas advocate just because Kansas – I mean, the Big 12 is what it is um, – Kansas has always been the top recruiting class from the Big 12. And, you know, from year to year, you may get a, a year where Kansas State is good or uh, Texas has a good year. We know Texas is known for having LaMarcus Aldridge and Kevin Durant. Guys like that come there. Um, Oklahoma, aside from the Blake Griffin years and um, Buddy Hill, you know, they're kind of up and down, stuff like that. Um, so, like, the Big 12 is really Kansas is to lose every year. I think they, they won 14 or 15 regular season uh conference championships and they've had probably about seven or eight of the last conference tournaments championships but they were they were in the final four just like two years ago so you know i won't heal i won't heal bill Self just because you know when he has talent there he's only going to win uh you know about 
28, 30 games, and they're going to make a a decent um, March Madness run. They won't be Final Four every year. I think he's only been in three Final Fours. And of course, we mentioned this, this flute championship. That should have been John Calipari's right there. But, you know, Kansas, they're a, they're a solid program. I think last year they just had a lot of injuries, so they couldn't get to that 28-30 win mark threshold. But I think this year they may be in, be in line for a solid season. I'm not a big Kansas fan, but, you know, I just don't like the circumstances of last year. They, they kind of had a, what would you consider, a down year. Yeah, and like I said, the new wave is to get the grad transfer. Uh, Florida supposed to be sorry this year. Not sorry, but take a step back. But, you know, they got one of the best players from the ACC in Blackshear. He came over. Um, then you got these teams in the back um, in Memphis. Now, what do you think? What do y'all think about Penny Hardaway? So, he come in. He get his class. He get, obviously, the best player in the class in Wiseman. He got a power for uh, I can't really pronounce the name. I'm not going to try. <laughs> uh, he, but he also got Boogie Ellis, who went to Duke. Change his mind, so he, you know, he got he got the freshman. It's kind of like a little fat five over there, but not really. But do y'all have any high expectations on Memphis? They're currently ranked preseason number fourteen. Do y'all y'all think they can be at the end? Because you know that that conference AAC. You remember a couple of years ago, Houston was like thirty and four. You you always had that one team. Uh, you yeah, UConn was good for when Kevin Ollie was there. It's always that one or two teams that, that pop out of nowhere. Uh, is, is Memphis that team this year in, in that conference to have that thirty and four record? Sweet 16, nothing less. Hmm. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and that's pretty good when you have probably the best player in college basketball. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you assume there'll be a three seed. They shouldn't win less than 30 games because who else is in in that conference that's that's viable? I mean, Houston had the guys and they fell off, but, you know, they all graduated. Right. (laughs) So, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if on Selection Sunday I'm looking at Houston. I mean, Memphis is a two or three seed. Thirty and four record, like that. That's I, I, and then, I see it. Like, you know, it'll be funny. You gonna you gonna get to that that you know March Madness trying to fill fill out your bracket. And you're trying to figure out, hmm, can they beat can they beat this yeah. this three seed right here? They ain't playing nobody all year. Their best win is East Carolina. <laughs> 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 that's exactly why I said like six sixteen doesn't lift because you know opening weekend you figure out oh, they're a three seed. They'll win the first matchup, then you would get out the second round. But it's like. All right, well, we know they have the top recruiting class. They have these guys, but how good are they really? Like, could they beat this kind of a team, like like you just said? So, yeah, yeah, it, it makes you wonder, like, how good would it really be? So when you do, are you doing your bracket, it's like, I got to pick the upset so I can win this pool right here. <laughs> but I honestly, I'd have more confidence if they was a, a, a two to get farther than a three because you get them 11 seeds. You get them, like, St. Mary's, who are going to be, like, 23 and 9 this year. And you're not going to know anybody, anything about them, but they all can shoot, they spread you out, and they're basically <laughs> put on the floor. And next thing you know, Memphis goes home second round to an 11 seed who wasn't even supposed to be the 6 seed when they were 3. So <laughs> I, I just I, – I, I feel like it's the same story with Memphis, Houston, all, all SMUs, all, all these teams. Before we, before we transition, man, I want to – I don't want to talk about, you know, kill a coach, but we got to talk about how Gonzaga been underachieving these – these last few years, man, they gotta they gotta do a little bit more, man. Like they've been having all these good teams, they gotta put guys in the pros and what they gotta start winning some championships. Is uh Zach Collins' fault? They, I need I need to see yeah. Gonzaga get one championship, just one. Just yeah, they. You know, I'm telling you right now, they probably could have won it if Zach Collins didn't decide. I'm gonna come off the bench and do and be one and done. <laughs> when has ever a Gonzaga player been a one and done? 
he, he messed with. I mean, cause he, you know Hachimura, he he wasn't on the team right now uh, last year as a junior mm-hmm. with Hachimura, and uh, you know we had the Norvells of the world, all them guys like that. They could have, they would have been deep, you know. But it's something you can't control when when guys leave. So um, you know that, that just that's just how it is. But I mean, I like Mark Few. I I think I think he always play a pretty competitive schedule. I, I don't think he ducks anybody. I mean, he he not gonna play Kentucky and North Carolina them, but he won't he won't mind playing the. You know the Ohio State's, the LSU's. He played North you Carolina know. last year. Well, took that L. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. Hey, you're right about that. So we got we got two guys on on the, on the radar. We're gonna look at Bill Seth and Mark Few, and you know we'll come back halfway through the season to see how how they're looking so far. Man, Gonzaga, they the last few years they've been doing better for us, like Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen. But his his uh, his record is full of a lot of second round. Third round exit, which is Sweet 16. I want to start seeing him get to some more Final Four. They've only made one championship. I didn't did see more from Gonzaga. Speaking of Final Four, let's go into college football playoff um, rankings. Finally, first came out. And, you know, my my, my first – so it was Ohio State, number one, LSU, two, Bama, three, and Penn State, four, with Clemson and Georgia outside looking in. So you can tell right away – uh, what we're looking at. So Clemson being the five, that's just saying the ACC isn't good. Their best win is against North Carolina, who they were favored by over 20 points. Um, you got Ohio State, who, I mean, they've been blowing everybody out. I, I got I got one rule when I bet uh, for college football, and I always pick Ohio State. <laughs> that's my that's my <laughs> that's my number one pick. Uh, so you know they got a, they got a high point spread against Maryland. And rule number two is always bet against Maryland. So <laughs> when you got two things right there, that's perfect. Uh, but anyway, uh, we got LSU and Alabama coming up this weekend. Penn State, we'll see Ohio State in the coming weeks. Uh, but my biggest thing is Clemson, man. What do you think? This is a team who started off the season as the number one team in the country, and yet we find them at number five. I'm cool with it, honestly, because how I look at rankings – First off, the preseason rankings is just based upon who's your coach, what's your recruiting class, who left, and who's returning. I feel like once the games start being played, we're all on an even playing field. Like, you being the defending champion, that can't matter anymore. Trevor Lawrence being an expected Heisman contender, that can't matter anymore. I feel like once you start playing games, that's what has to matter barely beat North Carolina, who should have won that game. They were right there in it to the very, very end. You know, barely beat a team like that. That's not impressive. Ohio State has been dominating everyone they played, so I grouped them at one. LSU has played some tough opponents. I grouped them at two. Bama hasn't played the opponents LSU has, but the games they have played, they've been dominating people, as opposed to Clemson. No, even though... um, Joel Flat, he mentioned like, you know, Bama's uh, win win share or something like that is the bottom of the the power conference or whatever. It's just like, well, they still been killing everybody. So I agree with them at three. Um, Penn State and Clemson, you can debate four or five. But I won't argue about it. I think the Big Ten is the best conference. So I, I, I like Penn State at four because they have beat better opposition than Clemson. So I can't disagree with it at all. I think that the committee did something interesting here. And I don't know. I've never been more excited and happy watching college football than I have this year. Uh, And I don't know if this is something they always do. But I think the committee kind of did this on purpose. 
Um, you never want to punish someone for their schedule, um, but you also want to reward people for their schedule, uh, which is kind of a flawed system. And so you got a team like LSU, you know, in Ohio State, who LSU, every test is put in front of them, they win. Every one. Um, Ohio State, every one. And, and they're not just wins. These are convincing wins. And you got, yeah, Bama and Clemson. But I think what they did was they know that Ohio State and Penn State are bound to see each other. They know LSU and Alabama are bound to see each other. And they know the winner of LSU and Alabama is bound to see Georgia. Again, as long, assuming everybody does what they're supposed to do. Which means that of those top six, one, two, three, four have to lose. So they're like, okay, we're going to keep Clemson where they can, like, where as long as they handle their business, we'll give them a chance to win another championship because we're not going to punish them for their schedule. Same thing with Alabama. But right now we're going to reward LSU and Ohio State for doing what they need to do. Um, I'm a little upset with Oklahoma because I needed I needed to see Jalen Hurts against <laughs> Alabama. That's what I needed to see. I'm really upset about that. Um, oh, if they could just do like a like a sub game or something. Like if Alabama loses to LSU and something crazy happens, Alabama doesn't make it. Then I need to see o- Oklahoma and Alabama in the bowl game. Like I, that's what I need to see. Otherwise, Ohio State needs to lose to Penn State. Who or I'm sorry, Penn State is losing Minnesota. And then beat Ohio State, and then lose in the conference championship <laughs> game, while LSU beats Bama, but then loses to Georgia, and Clemson loses to like Virginia in the ACC championship game. Um, on top of that, Utah needs to beat Oregon, but then they need to lose. <laughs> that way, Oklahoma can somehow get in. That's the only way that I get what I want. But, yeah, it's, but it's possible. It's possible, but uh, <laughs> hey, Rashad, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose this question to you. Just this is what he's talking about. Piggyback off that, and it's talking about. Uh, what the committee's nightmare would be, right? And this is what every fan who, you know, I don't, I don't believe in expanding the playoffs. If they did, only this, no. but look, only, if they did, I would do like the NFL with the two, get the you know, the top two get by, blah blah. Anyway, so this is this is what every fan who wants the playoff to change uh, wants to happen. So I'm gonna go through scenarios that all possibly can happen. All right. So in the Big Ten, just like Kevin said, Minnesota has to beat Penn State. This weekend, Penn State has to beat Ohio State, and then Penn State has to beat Minnesota slash Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game, right? That way, everybody in the Big Ten has one loss. Um, in the SEC, obviously, Bama and LSU, one, one, of them, one of them will lose, and whoever wins has to lose to Georgia. All three will have, uh, well, Bama and LSU will have one loss. Georgia will have their, their two. Uh, then you got the Big 12. I'm sorry, Georgia got one. My bad. Uh, we'll have we'll have one. Uh, the Big Twelve. Oklahoma need to beat beat Baylor coming up. That'll give them their first loss. Clemson possibly loses the USC or the ACC championship game. They have one loss. Pac-12. Our boy, hey, my boy, Arizona State, Herm Edwards and Marvin Lewis down there, and who is Tony Pierce, that linebacker coach. Tony Pierce, yeah. Uh, if they can somehow beat Oregon, Oregon comes to town. They beat Oregon, and then Oregon beats Utah. That'd be two losses to the Pac-12. So you're talking about what? How many teams? Like like eight or nine, eight or nine teams that all have a reason to be in there, and that's. 
Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new pepperoni bacon duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle bacon duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Visit Hellsburg.com for safe and easy ways to shop this holiday, like free shipping and returns, virtual shopping appointments, or buy online and pick up in store. And right now, get a free Microsoft Surface Go 2 with the purchase of $1,499 or more. You gift, you get. Limited time offer while supplies last. See online or in store for details. Where everybody's going to say, hey, we need to expand the playoffs because only one year. Yeah. Where you can, you can I guess, kind of debate it. You know, uh, you know I, I'm not in favor of it. Uh, I don't think neither one of y'all are. No. Nah. Um, but, but it, it's, some, it's something that I thought about. I was like, man, that would be a committee's nightmare of, of who would get in based off, you know, all these different scenarios. You know, obviously, I don't, I don't think it would happen. But um, it's, in, it's in the realm of possibilities. Uh, what, what, you got any thoughts on that? Well, that would just be not only their nightmare. That would be school's nightmares, fans' <laughs> nightmares, TV, TV nightmares. <laughs> That, that, that'll be Sam Donald nightmare. That'll be ghosts everywhere. <laughs> Seeing ghosts everywhere. <laughs> like, that'll just be so terrible because think about, like, people are already debating top four, top six, who's on the fringe. If you get everybody with one loss, now you're going to be debating, all right, how do you value this loss? How you value this loss? How you value these wins? It'll just screw up everything. You have, oh, well, Notre Dame should join the conference. Oh, well, the Pac-12 is this. Oh, well... The ACC is sorry. Like it'll just, it'll just be a crap <laughs> show. It'll be, it'll be a crap show, man. So basically, the eighteen playoff would be Bama, LSU, Georgia, Florida. Then you would get Oklahoma. Then you would probably get two other teams in because like everybody can always favor the SEC and stuff like that. So it'll just be, it'll be the SEC Invitational. Like it's just <laughs> right. people. Like they shouldn't expand it at all. They can barely get the four teams. Like why you want to try to get eight teams in? And then you'll be debating, well, maybe the 10 team should yep. probably be in. So, like, it'll, it'll never stop before you know it. They'll be saying, well, let's go to March Madness. Like, <laughs> it, 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 like it'll never stop. <laughs> because you have teams like, um, you know, UCF had a case, but they were ranked, like, number seven, I think, when it was their time. So, people are thinking, well, if it was an 18 playoff, they would have had a chance to be in. But then you'd also been debating a Florida-Kentucky team who was, like, the – Third best team in the SEC, should they also be in? It's just stuff like that. It just gets too, too out of hand. Um, but how I think it end up playing out, I think Ohio State will probably run the table, and they'll be, of course, in the playoff. Clemson shouldn't lose to anybody. They should run through. And, you know how it's gonna all work itself out. They should end up being a two or the three. Uh, the Bama LSU winner, they'll get a chance to control their own destiny, so they'll more likely get in. And this could be a year where the uh, the four seed may be a a Pac twelve. I think it's been a few years since Washington been in. I think about three or four years since Washington last made for the Pac twelve. So um, as long as Utah or Oregon doesn't lose, they should uh, until they meet each other, they should both have uh, a shot at getting in. But if one of them loses, it'll it'll kill the Pac twelve out of it. Yeah, <laughs> piggybacking off of that point, think about think about what the NFL did. 
every time there's a rule change, it's because of one incident. Yeah. You know, the whole Nikel Roby Coleman. Now, all of a sudden, we can review pass interference. And they don't even overturn nothing. And they don't overturn anything. <laughs> <laughs> anything at all. But we can review it now. Just because it, it's literally meant for that one egregious moment. You can't make college football. Just if you expand it to six teams, there's going to be seven and eight who are upset. You expand it to eight teams, nine and ten are upset. You expand it to 16. You know what we should do? We should say, okay, take the preseason rankings, 25, and then y'all just play. And then we'll just do it. No more championship games, no more Final <laughs> Four. Whoever has the best record with the best points, that's who wins the national championship, and everybody just plays bowl games like they used to. That's what's going to happen. This is exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be a cycle. And in 100 years, we're going to be right back where we are now because they've all gone through everything. It's just like, you know, just the cycle of stuff. Um, there's, no, there's no perfect system. There never is. Um, there was a year I remember when, when TCU came on the map years ago, um, and they didn't get a chance because they were just too, too small. Boise State used to be in this predicament years ago. Um, there's always going to be somebody, and it's always the small schools. I say, hey, if, you, if you're a small school and you want to you get big time, I mean, teams change conferences, you know, you, you, or be, do, do, pull a Notre Dame and kind of <laughs> not be in a conference at all. And but that way you have a chance to play as hard a schedule as you want and put well, yourself. They get punished for it though. They get punished for it. No, so they, they get punished for not being in the conference. Hey, look, sometimes hey, if you win a championship, don't mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know the committee showed me too that they gives no crap about Baylor and Minnesota. Nope. There because I don't see that I don't see a scenario. It, it would you like I said it would have to be a gauntlet that everybody lose. They got, they got to run the table. Ba- I don't even think if they run the table, Baylor gets in. I don't think Minnesota can jump from seventeen to four, be, beating yeah. Penn. St- I mean, they will play. They will play Penn State and Wisconsin, Damn. and possibly Ohio State, just assuming that they'll get the Big Ten championship. So I guess you got three ranked teams, so you should have the chance, and they're all better than you. But you think you think they will put Minnesota in if if Bama takes care of business? Um, or you know, or LSU, and you and I mean Georgia. I mean, because if Georgia, if Georgia beats one of them, beat the other undefeated team, I'm not putting Minnesota over Bama or the LSU loser. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm just not gonna do it. I, I know they're undefeated, but you look at that Big Ten side, it's horrible. Yeah, and the Big Twelve is bad too. Like Texas, they they seem to be on the whole underachieving train in the last three years, anyways. It but was, like, it was top ten. They were top ten. <laughs> And, you know, they had a lot of injuries in secondary. They're already young as it is. But Baylor just doesn't even have enough opportunities at 12. They get Their best chances is to beat Oklahoma. And then beat, and then beat again. Oklahoma again. <laughs> which Oklahoma will be lower. So that, that yeah. win is going to mean less. they got to beat yeah. Oklahoma twice. And Oklahoma's at nine right now. Like, they're, not, they're, they're outside looking way in. And then, like you said, Minnesota, you got to hope. I mean, yeah, you can't, you're gonna put, you can't punish LSU for losing to Bama when Bama loses to Georgia. And they all got... I guess Georgia has two losses, but yeah, they, they got one got, loss. One they loss got, one. Oh, they got one. Yeah. So yeah, they all got one loss. Like, how do you? I don't care how many times Minnesota, if they go beat Ohio State, beat Penn State, <laughs> and beat uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, who Wisconsin already got smacked by Penn State. I mean, by Ohio State. Um, I don't. I just don't understand how they jump from seventeen to four. <laughs> I no, just no, don't. They would, they would both get in. They would both have to run the table and go undefeated, which is. It's very unlikely for both, but they would, they would both have to run a table and go undefeated because supposedly they value conference championships. So we're just going to use uh, Minnesota right now. Let's say they run the table. That would be a win over currently ranked number four Penn State. Um, I think they have Iowa coming up, and then they also have Wisconsin. 
and then you would have to win the Big Ten championship, which would be either Penn State or Ohio State. So that would still be another quality win for them. So if you're 13 and 0, that's gonna be you can't deny 13 and 0 conference champion. No matter who they play in the first eight or nine games, if they can beat Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and go 13 and 0, it seems like a, a, a wild jump. But they would have to get in. And a Baylor, even though the Big 12 is not – the Big 12 came in highly talented because we thought Texas, Oklahoma, and uh, I think it was Iowa State was supposed to be a good 9-2 team as well. But if Baylor runs the table, uh, thir- again, a 13-win undefeated conference champion, that would get the edge over uh, Bama or LSU who wouldn't even win their division. And then when you look at a Georgia team who would, let's say – all right, they lost the conference championship. That would put these other undefeated teams in front of them. So it, it, it can work itself out where they could both be in, but you it would require running the table. Like Minnesota or Penn State would not get the uh, Minnesota, Penn State, or like um, Baylor would not get the benefit of the doubt if they had one loss. I hate this conversation. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> but, so but before we change, uh, what are y'all final four predictions for, for right now? Go ahead, Kevin. Um, so I got Ohio State one. I think they're going to run the table. I think they're going to play Clemson as the four. I think that Clemson's going to get in. I feel okay. So I think LSU is going to lose to Alabama, but it's going to be close. So therefore, what's going to happen is LSU won't drop any lower than um, six, right? So Alabama will go to two. Penn State moves to three because I think Penn State is going to beat Minnesota. Um, uh, whoever's five, uh, uh, Clemson moves to. Uh, four, Georgia moves to five, LSU will go to six. Then Alabama will beat Georgia, which will knock Georgia out and put um, – and then obviously when Ohio State and Penn State play each other, one of them is going to get knocked out, which will then put Clemson back in there at, at – well, it'll keep him at the four. Um, and then at my two and three, I think that LSU losing to Alabama is going to be the best thing that happens to them because they don't have to worry about nothing else, and it's going to be they got one close loss. That will let them squeeze right back in there, especially if Clemson struggles against anybody. And I think that so I think Ohio State and Clemson are my one versus four matchup, and I think that my and I think Bama LSU rematch is my two versus three matchup. Plus, more I feel like they love storylines, and if there's a way to get Alabama Clemson part four four, yep, um, you know they'll do it. But either way, I don't think I think Ohio State I think they're primed to win it all this year, um, and if they do, we were talking about Bill Self. I gotta look at Urban Meyer because. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. You always dropping these 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 games and being a six seed and, and blowing everybody else out. And this one dude comes in a day comes in and wins the championship. Um, but but that's 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 my four right there. I, that's what I'm, I'm gonna stick with it. There's so many crazy trade scenarios. Oh yeah, definitely. And if you're a crazy sports fan like us, you can take your sports fan to the next level by joining my bookie, where you can build on your favorite teams and favorite sports. Use promo code. 12 ounce sports for a deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code 12 ounce sports, 12, one, number, number one, number two, OZ sports, S P O R T S, and enjoy some betting. But uh, my four, I think Ohio State will somehow run the table. Normally, like you said about Urban Mike, normally he drops one, but I think this year they're going to be able to run the table because. No team has ever won nine conference games, the conference championship, and be undefeated. So I think this year we'll get two teams to do it. Ohio State will be the one seed. And I think 
LSU will be the two seed. I don't think I think LSU beats Bama this weekend, and I think they'll be fine. Joe Burrow will probably win the Heisman because this will be his signature win, signature moment. So I'm gonna go. I'll pretty much chalk. Ohio State one, LSU two. I think Clemson, of course, ACC is pretty down. They'll probably you know beat Virginia Tech in the ACC championship. Clemson will be the three, and just. I just want to see it happen. I want to see um, he's going to be the top pick in the draft. I just want to see Justin Herbert on the playoff stage. So I'm I'm rooting for Oregon to get into that four spot because I feel like if Bama loses to LSU, they can't get in because this is basically a signature game. So beating Auburn won't do anything for you. So I, I don't see Bama get the four seed if they lose to LSU. And I don't see Georgia getting in because I have – LSU at the top, so of course that means LSU is going to be Georgia the SEC championship. So by default, I just kind of, um, I just want to see Oregon do it. I, mean, I just want to see a, a different team get in. And and this is based upon us looking at the standings, like we were saying. Like, nobody else has a path to get there. Oklahoma can't get any more quality wins. I don't want to see SEC teams in there again, which I think they'll all end up beating each other up. So I'm going to Oregon, and I think they should – um, they should be able to win the Pac-12 and hopefully get that four spot. But if they don't get that four spot, it's going to be a huge controversy going into the the, the, the weekend. They for the weekend, I think they select the committee, selects the, the four teams. So if it's not a clear cut team, it's going to be a, a crap show, man. Yeah, I'm I'm a roll with Ohio State. I I actually think Alabama wins this weekend, and because of that. Bama and LSU both get in because LSU is only going to drop at best three spots. Um, unless, uh, obviously, unless it's a blowout. But if it's, it, it, it was always a close game most most times. Uh, Bama wins. They'll, put, they'll push them to two. LSU will drop to five. And then once Ohio State beats Penn State, Ohio State get back in it because, you know, you got, like I said, I, I really – Oregon Oregon is pretty good. Can they lose to Arizona State? I think they can. Um, and if they went out, if Oregon and Utah went, went out and they play each other, if Utah wins, is that going to be enough to put to put them over LSU? You know, that just, you know especially with that with the schedule you talk about, because the Pac-12, I mean, you know, I like Pac-12, so <laughs> I mean, you know, the, 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 you know, the last time we seen the Oregon quarterback, he won the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. You know I had to throw that in there. Marcus Mariota. Marcus Trashy, yo. Just like you're on that bench right now. And guess who's going to join us soon? Mitchell Trubisky, Trash Biscuit. Hey, you know. Hey, okay, okay, all right. We start. We're going to keep it a G real quick, man, before you go back to your scenario. They're going to keep it G. If you look at trajectory of both players, it's the exact same. Mariota, okay rookie year. Great second year, trash from then on. Trubisky, okay rookie year, all star second year. You know, he, I think he made the Pro Bowl and they won a lot of games, all that kind of stuff. Look at the third year. He's risking getting bent for Chase Daniel. So I don't care what metric we use. You can get on, shout out Pro Football Reference. You get on their website, look up Mariota's third year to current, look up Trubisky's career, you know, from rookie year to current. They basically have the same exact number, so that tells you where <laughs> Trash Biscuit is going. He's going to the bench for the summer. He's going to be out of the league. All right, and that's Rashad's rent. <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> I'm going to 
I'm gonna say this. Justin Herbert's my favorite quarterback. Oh, definitely in college football. Uh, he's my. I like I like Justin Fields. I like Joe Burrow. I like Sam Ellinger. I like Tua. I mean, and I like Trevor Lawrence. But but Justin Herbert's my favorite. I, I really don't like Jake Fromm if I'm being real. Hey, game manager. Exactly. But Oregon's only chance to get in is Clemson has to lose to somebody. Because again, LSU, Alabama could, or if Bama wins, get LSU out. Hopefully, Oregon can move up. And you got to hope that Bama beats Georgia, knocks Georgia out the way as well. And then you hope Ohio State knocks Penn State out the way. If Oregon takes care of business. All it takes is Clemson to lose one. Like, it doesn't matter who they lose to and when they lose. If they lose one, that's it. Um, but they, but again, the question is what if that scenario happens and then Utah beats Oregon? Like, do <laughs> Man, we think. Hey, it's going crazy. <laughs> look, if the Pac 12, Oregon, Utah, if both of them just have one loss, and they're the Pac-12 champion. They have to put them in over a non-champion like Bama, LSU, or Georgia. Like if they don't, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be chaos. But look, you gotta think about this though. You know, if Bama wins this weekend, about to say about field goal, you know they're going down three spots. So LSU is only gonna be a five. So you, you think? I mean, I mean, obviously we probably talk about it too long, but. I mean, do we do we see do we see them making that jump? And that's what the committee is going to yeah. like. And I'm glad I don't have to make the decision because yeah. <laughs> that's why Clemson has to lose because that's the only way that another spot frees up. If Clemson wins out, they're not going to put no matter what Oregon does over undefeated Clemson ACC champion. They just right. won't. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, as long as you're undefeated, you should get in. And I think another caveat should be if you're your conference champion, or if it's a year where Notre Dame is undefeated, or they just kind of. Ran rough shot over everybody. No, they should get in. No. but you know, but, no, but Notre Dame Panthers normally, if they ain't undefeated, they can't get in. They're right. in the conference. Yeah, That's yeah. why I think the conference champion, uh, Oregon or Utah, if they're the conference champion, they should be able to get in over a non-champion like for Georgia. If Notre Dame undefeated, they don't need to get in anyways. No, I'm done. I'm <laughs> hey, done. <laughs> let's move. Let's move on. Hey, so we got a, we got a quick segment for y'all. We're gonna call this the stretch four. So I'm gonna say four outlandish. Things outlandish might be an understatement, y'all. <laughs> Four things, then y'all tell me which one is the most outlandish and which one of the four you can see maybe happening or any 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 realm of possibility. Okay, so here we go. So let, hear, hear my four things before y'all say anything. All right, number one, at the end of Ben Simmons' career, he will be known as one of the best shooters in the game. Number two, the NFL refs will call the perfect game in the Super Bowl. No, no missed calls, nothing. All right, number three, the Atlanta Falcons will go from the worst team to the best team and win the Super Bowl in 2021. And the other one, Mitch Trubisky will play like a top 10 quarterback the rest of the season and lead the Bears to a wild card berth. I'm going to tell you what Rashad thinks of the most. <laughs> <laughs> all right, look. All right, I'm going to head out. I'm going to head out. Because I got a key or two of those. The Falcons not winning nothing, man. We'll be, look, the Falcons only going to make it far every 18 years, 20 years. So, I mean, we'll be, we'll be. Starting to get a little gray hair and all by the time the Falcons get back into the NFC Championship. (laughs) 
but of course the most outlandish we said is definitely Trubisky because he might he might he might be benched by Sunday morning. <laughs> he might get pulled by halftime. So of course that's the most outlandish. I mean, come on, I can't even defend it. Like I mean, I, <laughs> I, I came in, I came into the season. I'm like, look, kid, I like bitch a little more than you do. If he can take a little bit of a leak, bears will be good. What he do? He's throwing regress. Get back to the car reverse. <laughs> Didn't learn how to throw in the building. He's not running. They got to do this man on TV. Plus, he putting TVs off. He don't want to hit no bad press about himself. Boy, grow up. He ain't got a good, he ain't got no good press. So he got, <laughs> he got to turn it off. Come on, man. Like, I, I should have known when he was going to be a bus when he changed his name from Mitch to Mitchell. <laughs> Bro, for, for drive day, Mitchell? Come on, man. Hey, I ain't never seen a, a harder finesse. The Mr. Bisky in the interview at the draft combine <laughs> being picked over Mahomes and Watson. <laughs> it, ain't the fact, it ain't the fact he got picked over them. It's the fact he could barely win a starting job in college and y'all still move up in the draft and take Like, he barely was a college starter. He's not an NFL starter. All right, kid. All right, kid. Which, which, one, which one you got? I have a couple questions. All right. For the Ben Simmons one, mm-hmm. it says, will he be at the end of his career – Will it be that at that time he's one of the best shooters in the league, or he's going to be an all-time one of the best? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, in the league because you okay, still have right. Trey, that ain't bad. you know, yeah, Luca, yeah, yeah. and all these guys who shoot threes now. So it's not <laughs> the game is. <laughs> Clay Thompson gonna be around. Okay. Next question: When you say the perfect game, that means no challenge flags that get overturned, or like, is that still? Because I mean, challenge has always been part of the game. So like, they miss a call, but they get it right because it was challenged, or um, are you saying like no challenges have to it's, be made? It's been a game every week since the Rams. Where it's been bad. Where it's been a bad call everywhere. Well, where where this yeah. game they will call something. Another game they don't see nothing. They didn't rate Charles to it. So, um, okay. so yeah. So, um, as far as the biggest stretch, <laughs> go ahead and say his name. <laughs> say his name. <laughs> say his name. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with you, Rashad. Trash Biscuit's not gonna cut it, cuz Mitchell Trubisky's not gonna be top ten. He's not gonna be top fifteen. And if we're being real, top twenty five, top twenty, <laughs> top twenty is pushing it. On a serious, on a serious, on a serious note, serious note. He's, not, he's not top thirty two. On a serious note, <laughs> how, how many franchises do they have in the NFL? Thirty two. So what you're saying? So what you're saying is that Mariota's better than him because Mariota's a backup. No, Mario thirty three. No, they, they they both belong as backups because oh, like, I mean, Greenwood hey, is a backup, but he's better than both of them. Hey, you see, you yeah, see, nobody talking about Bortles no more. Yeah, Bortles. Yeah. No, nobody talking about him no more. He's a backup and he's fine at being a backup. Yeah, he is. He he'll hold the clipboard. I mean, yeah. Jerry Goff ain't playing good either, he, but yeah. <laughs> man, I want Gardner Minshew over Mario to answer this. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I'm with you for now until we find out they trash too. I don't know. But on a serious note, if Trubisky actually starts using his legs again, because a lot of what he's doing now is he wants to run, then he's like, oh, wait, no, I need yeah. to pass, and he's making reads late. If he would just – last year he was efficient because he used his legs in the spots that he'd normally be inefficient. And he's not doing that anymore, and I don't know why, but it's not helping his case. Um, as far as the one that's probably the most likely to happen – I do think that at the end, by the end of his career, 
I do think that Ben Simmons developing a jump shot to the point where he's one of the better shooters in the in the league in the game at like, by the end of that point of his career. I think that that's possible. Um, I don't think referees are gonna because I just it's don't. This is ridiculous. It's really bad, and, and I mean I get it. People are humans, so we already the human factor was okay for the for the simple mistakes. Now it seems like the more reviewable <laughs> plays we got, the worse the referees get. And then the Falcons, man, nothing nothing goes good in Atlanta in any sport. Except soccer. I guess. I don't know anything about soccer. We won, they won a championship last year. Okay. They don't even count, bro. <laughs> Fair enough. The only good thing about sports in Atlanta is the Masters. So, and, it's, and that's and in Augusta. That's in Augusta. That's not even Atlanta. Mm. So, basically, yeah, I, I I don't see that happening. Worst the first. They might go worst first in their division because, but saying Super Bowl, we, they had a chance. And they didn't want it. Um, I think they got talent. Uh, they need a new coach. And man, I've been I've been asking for Dan Quinn job since he's three. <laughs> <laughs> he's still there. They need a new coach. They need a new GM. Know. They need a new owner. They need everything. But you know, so so I say Ben Simmons would be the the least stretchiest of the four. Bro, I don't know if the airport just got bad mail service or what, but I know it's the pinks that walk around with Dan Quinn name on it at the Air Hartsfield Jackson. <laughs> it just ain't. <laughs> I know it's a pink slip that song with Dan Quinn name on it. Y'all just keep on. Hey, uh, all right. So let's go to the NFL quick. We're going we're to hit these games real quick. These are the four biggest games of the week. Uh, Panthers go at Packers. This playoff football right there. Rams at Steelers. Can the Steelers keep up with the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, and can the Rams keep up with the 49ers and the Seahawks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, we have Sunday football. Me and Kevin will be in attendance. Vikings at Cowboys. Um, get on that Facebook live. Face, yeah, yeah, we have Facebook live. Talk, yeah. you know, talking trash about that. Um, and then Seattle at 49ers Monday football. This might be the best four games in a row that we're gonna have all season. Um, yes, cap. <laughs> what you mean? I'm talking about like as far as like like in a week. Like we we been getting Pittsburgh and Miami on Monday night football. We'll get you know last last week we got lucky with Patriots and Ravens. But who was Sunday night? Man, all these games been trans, man. Like, <laughs> we got every, 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 every Thursday game, every primetime game on Sunday, and every Monday game. Hey, no, no, no. Who the Packers play on Thursday night? Eagles. Eagles. That was a good I game. I was excited. I was excited. Well, that, it was good for me because Devontae Adams got hurt. My dynasty team didn't <laughs> <laughs> So it wasn't, it wasn't that great of a game. <laughs> uh, well, okay, win them all. No, this is good. I, I, I'm really interested because now – Cam Newton's been on injured reserve. Everyone's kind of assuming he's out of there. They're going to cut him, save 19 mil. But, like, honestly, go look at the stats for Kyle Allen. Oh, you're not good. They are very sub They are very average at best. McCaffrey will need a chiropractor. Yes. And back Lord surgery. have mercy, yeah. They for kill, putting his team this man. on his back. And he, don't, he don't even have a backup running back coming in. No, nothing. Like, I don't <laughs> understand, like, why, why, why guys like Damian Williams – I mean, not Damian Williams, uh, D'Angelo Williams and stuff. Like, these these veterans. Where is, like, Eddie Lacy? Just bring anybody who can carry about Eddie Lacy. Drew Richardson? I'm not sure he's seen him. Somebody. Somebody. Anybody. We get Joseph Randall out of jail. Get somebody. Because he needs help. Hey, quick, quick one. Would you rather for Kyle Allen to I knew, I knew you would say that. I knew you would say that. <laughs> um, I'm going wildcat. <laughs> that's, that's a good answer. Yeah, wildcat. if I got McCaffrey, I'm going wildcat. I just he's getting the ball. 
Yep. <laughs> if I had to choose. If I had to choose, yeah. But if, I mean, go, uh, I probably, I'd probably go Kyle Allen just because he can. He won't lose the game for you. He might, he might lose the game. He, I, I don't. I mean, against, maybe against I, the Texans, he lost the if game. If I can run won. the Ravens playbook where my quarterback's my running back, I'll just get Trubisky and then I'll back <laughs> him up with, you know, another running back. I, I'd rather have Robert Griffin. Let me call him up. Matter of fact, where's Teddy Bridgewater? I, anybody. I can't. Uh, Mariota. There we go. Ah. Um, <laughs> um, Man, hey, Blake Bortles. Hey, it's gonna, it's gonna, hey, y'all funny. Hey, we got, we got a couple minutes left in the show. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be a good game. Me and Kevin going to be probably going to lose our voice because I'm going to cry about everything that Minnesota does wrong, and he's going to cry about anything the Cowboys does wrong. And every time I see Xavier Rose on Amari Cooper, it's kill. I'm yelling kill. Off off rip. Kill. Kill him. Well, Cooper, he's done. Cooper has been he, – he limited at practice. Hey, they don't matter. All right. Probably don't. don't they probably don't. But, yeah, they're, they're the same team, so – we going to the exact same thing. <laughs> hey, yo. You, hey, it's going to the line. Hey, but look. He bet hey, Kevin about, Kevin about not hope Minnesota win this game because cuz I'm Rashad, I'm trying to tell you. I might get beat Rashad, I might get beat up Rashad cuz I'm going to talk trash. And I'm going to hit him too. <laughs> <laughs> I probably I probably going to come home with some black eyes because I'm going to talk that trash. So they better hope well, that's Kirk Cousins in prime time. I ain't worried about it. So. Hey, Kirk Cousins. Hey, nothing. Kirk Cousins had a good game against Cowboys in years. No, no, no. Hey, chill. <laughs> it's, 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 it's gonna be fun. I'm waiting to see that Monday football game as well. Uh, Seattle Forty Nine. So, um, it's a good slate. It, it's 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 a good Sunday and Monday night. It, I think that's the first. That's, that's like the best one we had. I think so far this season. Combo, combo, combo. Yeah. combo. Um, it, that's gonna be fun. NFL, you know, we talked about. We'll, we'll probably talk about that on uh on our Tuesday, Tuesday morning show on Twelve Ounce Sports Radio, eight a.m. Uh, you'll you'll hear you'll hear our our, our reactions to that. Uh, hopefully, I have a voice though. So. Oh yeah, definitely quench the sports thirst. Twelve Ounce Radio. And hey, who y'all picking for the Thursday night game? Uh, tonight. Tonight, I'm going. Uh, <coughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, both. I'm gonna go Raiders, and I'm saying the this Clippers. Mm, I'm saying the Chargers season is <laughs> over after tonight. Ooh. Yeah, and whoever loses the game, they are going to be behind in the, in the division. So, whoever loses the game is, like, based out of playoff contention. But they, I've been riding with the Raiders for a minute, so i got to go with the Raiders, man. But the Raiders' schedule is so much more favorable than the Chargers. Chargers yeah. got to play the Chiefs twice again. Like, Chiefs twice. Pretty sure they got Raiders again. Uh, like, like I think, yeah, I know we got to wrap it up. But I'm going, yeah, I'm going Raiders. I'm with you on that. I'm going to go Chargers because the Raiders can't start the pass. So, let's go, let's go, Phillip. Come on. Hey, uh, for fantasy, I need charges. <laughs> okay, I, 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 yeah, facts. I got everybody. So it's gonna be fun. Uh, preach, Kev, preach. We were shy. Appreciate Kevin for joining us, man. Yeah, man. Anytime, anytime. Uh, we are the prophets, and uh, we, you know, we got this room right. We, okay, let's catch y'all next week, man. As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. 
Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.